0: Bill O'Reilly here. Welcome to the No Spin News for Thursday, July 15th, 2021. Stand up for your country. So Joe Biden uh, had a little bit on his schedule today. Not too much, but a little bit. So at 1145, he told the nation um, that he's going to give them money. Not a shock. That's what the Biden administration does, gives folks money. Uh, And then uh, Angela Merkel rolled into D.C., official working visit. Not sure why this was necessary, uh, because Dr. Merkel is out of there in October. No more Berlin for her. She'll go to her country home. So she's done. And then that afternoon, they uh, had a joint press conference, so what? No news there. But there was, uh, at 6.30, they had a nice little dinner and whatever. Okay. um, But this today was an interesting day for the Biden administration, and it'll never be reported honestly and accurately. Not that it's bad. It is, but we all should know what the game is by this time. If you don't know what President Biden and his administration are shooting for, then I don't know what to say. But I know you know because you're watching me and um, taking an interest in your country, while well, many don't. Okay, so there. the crux of the matter today was Joe Biden's American Rescue Plan. Now, this was designed as a massive giveaway because of COVID. Trillions and trillions of dollars, American Rescue Plan. Now, that's not the infrastructure plan. That's another trillion-dollar giveaway coming down. Okay, But this, the rescue plan, this sends checks to Americans because they might have gotten hurt in the marketplace because of COVID. Some people need that. Some people don't. But if you make below $75,000, you're getting a check because you have kids. If you don't have kids, then you'll get a check another way. But this is about the kids. So you get $300 a month for six months. $1,800, eighteen hundred bucks. And um you get a little less than that. The kids are between six and seventeen. You get two fifty. It checks right to you, all right? Um, to help out because of COVID. Now, when anybody gets free money, and I my life got very little free money. My grandmother gave me a few bucks once in a while. That was about it. But when you get free money, you know, it's a good thing. You know, you can Use it for worthy purposes, I guess, but this is the whole democratic party now. So those of you who are earning less than, I don't know, 150 K and down, you're going to get money. And the goal is to just level everybody out at about the same. That's going to take a long time, but that's what the goal is. Okay. Two soundbites. First, we'll give the president uh, the lead position go to the people who say we can't afford to give the middle class a break. I say we can afford it by making people at the top and the big corporations over 50 of which paid no taxes last year at all to finally just just start paying their fair share. I'm not going to gouge them, just pay their fair share because people who are working hard and paying taxes deserve a break. All right, he is going to gouge him. I'm getting gouged. You know, I pay my taxes. I run three corporations. We pay our taxes. I hire a guy, (laughs) Swifty. You pay a lot of money. And my instructions are, pay the taxes. Between New York State tax and the federal government, I'm paying a ton of money. All right? And so I don't really want to pay anymore. Because I'm paying my fair share. But Biden doesn't care about fair. If he did, he wouldn't have given that speech yesterday in Philadelphia where he said that any election reform by uh, red states is uh, racist. Jim Crow. That was a lie. Right? He didn't care. He just put it in front. So leave it to Kamala Harris to tell the truth. The vice president of the United States, after Biden was bloviating about fair share, Harris stepped up and told the truth. Go. This tax cut will be issued in monthly payments. This has never happened before. And America, yes, it is a big deal. I have been fighting for months and for for quite some time, even when I was in the Senate, for monthly payments. Because I know if the struggle to make ends meet is monthly, the solution has to be also. That's right. Kama wants to send us all money. Not me. But you know, 125K down. Government says send send us money, because we really can't do it on our own. No, no, we can't. So we gotta get money. And you can't afford that. That can't happen over a long period of time unless you take money away from another sector of uh, America. And the more money you take away from the corporations, the less they will hire and research and development, and they'll pass the cost on to you. So, yeah, Kama is going to pay you three or 400 a month, but you're going to be paying that right out the back door on higher prices. And you see what inflation is. So this is a con. It's a shell game. You know, a shell game, you have three shells, and the guy goes around like this, and you pick where the P is. That's what this is. It's vote buying. All right? So we're going to buy your vote. You learn, earn uh, less than 125k, we need to send you money. And we'll just think of any excuse, whether COVID or whatever it may be. It's a storm, it's climate change, we're going to send you money. And you vote for us, because those mean Republicans, they're not going to send you money. No, no, no. They may lower your tax rate, which would probably benefit you in the end, but they're not going to send you money. We will. And that's what this is all about. So Kamala Harris is a socialist. I didn't know whether she was or not until this day, but she is. And she basically wants the government to take from me and the corporations and all that and then give it. Just give it. No restrictions. You're a heroin addict. You're an alcoholic. You get it. You go ahead. You don't want to work. How many do we have? Two million people won't work because they're getting money from the feds? The relief, COVID relief money? So No, no, no. We are so sad at you, but you got to vote for us. Because if you don't, the gravy train ends. That's what this is all about. Vote buying and socialism. This is socialism. Because if the Democrats get reelected in three and a half years, um, then it's full-born socialism. So the Republicans got a chance to head it off, particularly next year in the midterms. But if the Democrats prevail again, then we are Sweden. And Sweden... You earn a certain amount of money. Can't go over it. The government takes it all. 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 That is a cap on what you can earn. So the Swedes who have money passed down from generation to generation, they live pretty well. They can get the little yacht or the little um, Marbella, Spain, uh, summer house, winter house, whatever. Okay? But the people like me, who started with nothing and worked their way up. We can only get to this point, and the government takes all. And then when you die, the government takes it all. So you poor farmers and you people have built over uh, hundreds of years, in some cases, property, you want to pass it down. No, the government's going to come and take it. Now, this is going to turn this whole country into a shambles. And that's what socialism is. That's what these people want. That's why they're so dangerous. If you have any questions at all, Bill at BillOReilly.com, Bill at BillOReilly.com. I'm a simple man. I'll give you a simple answer. But I'm telling you, it's 100% true. Vote buying the road to socialism. That's what's here. And thank you, Vice President Harris, for telling the truth. Yeah, we're going to send you money. We want to do. Okay. So uh, Social Security. Uh, I get it. And uh, I, I paid it. Into it. Medicare, too. So I don't feel guilty. I pay my Social Security taxes. I'm still paying them. And then I get a little check. So my check and your check, if you get Social Security, is going up 7.4% because of inflation. Now, that's not even going to cover what inflation is going to be because inflation is going to go double digits. That's where it's going. Uh, Because of Biden administration. Remember, we didn't have inflation on the Trump administration. You ever think about it? It It's only, what, eight months ago? We didn't have it. It wasn't here. Now it is. Um, Okay, so this is called the COLA, all right? The cost of living increased, COLA. And uh, so all the senior citizens are going to get a raise. You're going to get more money. And, you know, Biden's going to do a lap. You wait and see, right? But again, yeah, you'll get more, but you'll be paying a lot more for those early bird dinners or whatever you're eating. You're going to be paying a lot more. Just keep that in mind. And the COLA thing, the Social Security thing is needed. I don't oppose that. That has to happen. Because hardworking men and women paid into it. If inflation erodes the dollar, you got to raise it up. That's just fair. It's just right. That's not socialism. We worked. We paid into it. We get the return. That was a government contract. Okay, let's go into the media. So, yesterday there was this really vicious attack on Tucker Carlson, the Fox broadcaster, Washington Post. Nasty, as nasty as it could get. I'm not even going to bother with the allegations or any of that. Okay, I'll just tell you one of the nastiest hit jobs I've ever seen. And I don't know Mr. Carlson very well. When I was at Fox, I was in New York. He was in Washington. I got along with him, but I don't know him. Um, but you know, when I read that, I went, "This is not a regular newspaper article." Let me explain that. So it's about a 5,000 word thing, and so on and on and on and on. And, he, and he's the devil, right? He's the bad, worst guy in the world. There isn't one part of the article where they find somebody who likes him. But no, no, you got him wrong. He, he's a pretty good guy. And here's why. Now, you, you couldn't find that? I know people like Tucker Carlson. They would have talked to the Washington Post. They didn't even look. It's just one after the other, after the other. After that. That's simple to do. Very, very easy to do. Okay? It's not journalism. It's find people that you know don't like him because he's outspoken. Now, why is this happening? Well, I send the message of the day on BillOReilly.com, and I hope you read it every morning. We post it. I said, look, um, as things deteriorate in the Biden administration, the top echelon progressive movement knows this. They're not stupid. They know that Joe Biden is screwing things up. So they wanna create a massive diversion. So what they're gonna do is they're gonna attack Donald Trump anytime they can. And they still do that, you know that. And they're gonna attack any kind of non-woke, non-liberal commentators in a vicious way, to try to wipe them off the face of the earth. Now, I knew when I signed on for the Trump-O'Reilly history tour that I would get attacked. I didn't know how, but I knew it was going to come, and it has. And I don't even bother with it anymore, I hand it over to my lawyers and we'll, and we'll deal with it that way. I'm not going to deal with it in the media, the media's not going to report it, honestly. I'll deal with it in the courts, and I've been very, very successful in doing that. I don't publicize it, because I don't want to hurt my children or my family or bring more attention. But we've won five cases in a row, five, federal court. So anybody that messes with me now, you know, we'll see you. We'll see you right in court. That's where we're going. And I have to do that to protect myself. I've had enough. I should have done enough many, many years ago. I, that's what I should have done. But, uh, you know, I've got other people that, that depend on me, companies and stuff like that. Uh, now I work for myself. So it's a different game. But anyway, the overarch is there is a crew, I've told you about it, in Washington, D.C., funded by Soros Money and other people. They get tons and tons of money. And and they have relations with uh, the media. I mean, they talk to the liberal websites all the time, the liberal newspapers, liberal TV shows, and they can get stuff out fast. So they conjure up stuff like, all right, we're going to try to destroy Tucker Carlson or Sean Hannity or Bill O'Reilly or Mark Levin or wherever it may be. And this is how we're going to do it. I mean, it, they. this is what happens. Now, I don't know of a corresponding crew on the right. There may be. But I don't know them. Okay? But on the left, it's pretty visible. If you go on the Internet, you can see the hatchet people. All right? And they all communicate with each other. So if an article breaks on a far-left website, daily mail, something like that, bang, it's picked up by all the others in the attempt to destroy whoever they want to destroy. So that's in play big time now because of the failure in the first seven months of the Biden administration. So if they can create firestorms elsewhere, then you're not looking at Biden so hard. And that's what's happening. Um, George W. Bush surfaces. Now, this is a pretty strange story. So the foreign president, um, I know him. I, I can't, like, call him up or anything like that. But I have a good relationship with him, I think. Very fair to him when he was in office. Um, he gave a very rare interview. He doesn't talk to the press. And he's smart not to um, because they're never going to give him a uh, fair shake. So he, the German state broadcasting company, Deutsch uh, uh, Deutsche. Chuwell, um, or it du- Deutsche Deutscher Chuwell, something like that. They Bush gave me an interview. Why? Well, wanted to talk about Afghanistan. Go. I think the consequences are going to be unbelievably bad, and uh, I'm sad. And we, I spend Laura and I spend a lot of time with Afghan women, and uh, uh, and they're scared and. I think about all the interpreters and people that helped not only U.S. troops, but NATO troops. And they're just, it seems like they're just going to be left behind to be slaughtered by these very brutal people. And uh, it breaks my heart. Well, what he says is true, but the solution is what? Now, I haven't told you if I were the president, I would have left a residual force of a thousand U.S. military personnel in Bagram Air Force Base to protect people that needed to be protected. But Biden's not going to do that. And Biden knows, they all know, that Afghanistan is going to fall to the Taliban. But whose fault is that? Not America's fault. We spent $2.3 trillion taxpayer dollars trying to give the Afghan people a chance at freedom over a 20-year period. $2.3 trillion. We lost... 2,312 U.S. military personnel, they were killed in Afghanistan, and almost 21,000 wounded. Some of them horrifically. Well, that's why we do um, theindependencefund.org, to get them chairs, wheelchairs. So what do you do, President Bush? I mean, okay, 20 years is a long time. The Afghan army, the police forces, should be strong enough to repel the Taliban. We're giving them guns. We give them all kinds of support. They still get that. They're not willing to fight as the South Vietnamese were not. They're going down. Now the South Koreans did fight, and they succeeded in keeping their freedom, but the South Vietnamese did not. Not all of them, of course. Some of them, they all a lot of them live in Orange County, California now, and and they were very brave. But the population, yeah. Same thing with Afghanistan. So, I mean, what are we going to do? Now, I would take anybody that helped the USA. Got to get a visa to come here because the Taliban will decapitate them. That's got to happen. Does Biden know that? Does Biden know anything? I don't know. You know, another aside before I'm going to get to the most outrageous story of the day. When I was uh, having dinner with Donald Trump last week after the interview, you know, we had a very extensive conversation, as we usually do. And I was thinking to myself, could Joe Biden have this kind of a conversation? Would he be willing, would he know enough? Because, I, I mean, I was taking this into very micro territory. All right, so you're, you're the president, and you have this resistance from this side, and these people doing this, and personnel that's leaking stuff uh, out of the White House. I mean, and, and how are you, you know, that those questions. And he answered him. This was a private dinner. And the answers were cogent. All right. I was like, oh, could Biden do that? Maybe. Maybe he could. The only conversation I had with him, um, the only, I only had one. And I was trying to convince him to on a program by telling him Barack Obama came on the program three times. And he had a good experience. So why won't you? And he, oh, I'm never doing. You know, so at least Biden knew he couldn't stand up. I understand that, but he's worse now than that. That was 15 years ago. It's mean, 14, 15 years ago. Okay, here's the most outrageous story of the day. <clears throat> so we can't get accurate reports out of Cuba because there's no free press, and the, the people, uh, like CNN people based in Havana, have to stay in Havana. It's not like they can get a little car and drive around. Okay, and the Cuban government controls the flow of information. But from my sources, and they're pretty good you know, seven, 800 people have already been detained. What does detained mean? It means they're in a government facility. These are protesters. So maybe a 1,000, I don't know. But all the protesters, believe me, they were photographed and they're gonna deal with them. Havana communist government's gonna deal with them. They'll be punished, sending a message like you better not do this. That will happen, that's always happened. So Black Lives Matter issues a statement on the Cuban situation put it on up, quote, Black Lives Matter condemns the U.S. federal government's inhumane treatment of Cubans, urges it to immediately lift the economic embargo. This cruel and inhumane policy instituted with the explicit intention of destabilizing the country and undermining Cubans' right to choose their own government is at the heart of Cuba's current crisis, unquote. Cubans' right to choose their own government. Now, we're getting used to being lied to. Biden lied to us yesterday in Philadelphia about the election reform laws. This lie is so brazen. Cubans' right to choose their own government, like there's free elections there. <laughs> there have been free elections in Cuba since 1945. There aren't two parties. There's one party, the Communist Party, and that's who you vote for. So Black Lives Matter, who are Marxists, so yeah, they like that. Good. This came right out of Los Angeles, the Black Lives Matter Global Foundation. That's where this statement came. And did you hear any uprising or uh, outcry in the press about it? Anywhere? No. You're probably hearing it for the first time right now. You didn't know this was out there. I mean, I'm just sitting here going, so now the radical left, the progressive left feels they can say anything they want. I mean, they can tell you anything they want to tell you. And it doesn't have to be even remotely true. It can be fabricated from the jump. Cubans' right to choose their own government. Black Lives Matter Global Foundation. It's just shocking. And here's something more shocking. They got hundred million dollars from corporate America. Hundred million. Again, Amazon, Microsoft, Gatorade, Airbnb, Warner Records, Ritz Crackers. I'm just. I, are you kidding me? You giving these people money to do that to spread that kind of? It's, not, it's beyond propaganda. There's prop- no basis in truth at all. Propaganda always has a little basis in truth. This nothing. This is garbage. So you know, when you see companies donating to these radical groups. Okay. In France, it's all about COVID. Thirty-five percent of the 67 million people who live in France are vaccinated. There is a huge vaccine hesitancy movement. I don't know how to say that in French. Vaccine hesitancy. Big movement, much bigger than in the USA. Remember, 75% of American adults are vaxxed. 35% in France. Why? Because they don't have the vax. But there hesitancy crew is more militant than ours here so there were massive protests yesterday on Bastille Day so Bastille Day is kind of like the 4th of July in USA all right rule tape Okay. Why? Because Macron and the French government said you have to have a vaccine passport if you want to do anything, go anywhere. So you want to ride public transportation, you want a restaurant, you got to have a a little vaccine passport to do that. French people going out. And now there's violence. So about 2,000 people, I'm sorry, about 20,000 people, 20,000 people protested. And this was all over the place that's France. Again, you're going to see that here? You're going to see that coverage here? So the left doesn't want to show you that because that bolsters the anti-vax movement. I'm not a big fan of the anti-vax movement, just so you know, but I'm going to show you what's happening around the world. All right, back here in the USA, uh, if you're going to fly, likely going to get hosed. This is shocking. So We, American taxpayers, through the relief plan, COVID, the Biden people, gave the airlines $54 billion in pandemic aid. A lot of jack. $54 billion, all right? From July 1st to July 6th, JetBlue, 51% of their flights delayed. Southwest Airlines, 39%. American Airlines just gave you a number, 345 flights delayed in five days. (laughs) Pretty big. Today, I have my staff to do today. All right? Total delays in the USA, 877 flights. Cancellations, 129. So now that we got COVID on the run here, or at least seems that way, People are going back to fly, and you can't get off the ground. Why? Because the airlines don't have enough personnel. They don't have pilots. They don't have people on the ground at the airports. They don't have them. Why? Nobody knows. You don't have them. So I'm telling everybody, and I do this myself, if the flight is within 400 miles, drive. I know gas prices are crazy. But I tell you, you go to the airport... It's dicey whether you're going to get anywhere. You're going to have to wait. It's going to be painful. You got COVID. You got a mask. You got this. Drive. Okay? You can do 70 on most of the interstates. So, and then, you know, it's, it's, and this isn't even, they don't even have to deal with the overseas flights any now, because most countries you can't fly there. So this is just in the United States, and I'm in a pilots. Baltimore, very very troubled city. As anybody knows, been there. So um, in Baltimore public schools, 93 percent of the students are minorities, 76 percent African Americans. I think that might be the highest percentage of minority students in the country. So white kids don't go to Baltimore public schools. Why? Because they're out of control. So according to a report by Project Baltimore, public high schools in that city, 41% of high school students averaged a D average, averaged a D average, got a D average. That means they're functionally illiterate. 41% D Okay, 21% B. So, something wrong. Now, they blame it on COVID. Well, they didn't come to school, and they didn't do anything at home, and okay. All right, maybe. But 41%? If you don't have discipline in the school, if you don't have accountability on the part of the principal, the school boards, the teachers, and the students, all of them in it together, you're going to have Ds. That means your kids don't know anything. U.S. drug overdoses. About 100,000 died last year. Okay. So uh, Dr. Nora Volko of the National Institute on Drug Review said, you know, it's the highest number of OD deaths ever recorded. And COVID, COVID did it. No. it's not how it did it. So if you read Killing the Mob, you'll know that organized crime controls the distribution of narcotics in America. They pump it into every county, every city, then it's sold by individual street gangs, and they're the ones shooting and killing each other. Because of Joe Biden's open border policies, as I've explained, I'm sorry to be repetitive, most of the interdiction has been now shifted over to migrant duties. Feeding, housing, all of that. Therefore, more narcotics is being smuggled into the U.S. by the Mexican cartels than ever before in the history of the country. Leading the league there is fentanyl, which will kill you. Not a matter of if, it's when. You take fentanyl, you're going to die. Fentanyl is now much cheaper than it used to be because there's so much more of it on the streets. And when drugs are cheap, people buy more of them. That's why 100,000 people died last year from drug overdoses. The number was probably 250,000, probably, but there are a lot of ways you can die from opioid use and drug use, and, and they're not classified all. ODs are basically you're foaming at the mouth, you're in the gutter, they come and they see, and that's an OD. Not that you go in the hospital and you've got a heart uh, dysfunction caused by heroin use, and you die two weeks later, they don't put it as an OD. You know what I'm talking about? You take hard drugs, you drink every day, you're going to die. Thanks for the open borders, Joe. So I I told you these three stories about the drugs about the education, about the airports, because the fabric, the social fabric of this country is being torn on every level. The fabric that we have here, our lifestyle, our culture, boom, boom, because of this progressive left movement. It's, it's happening right before our eyes. I said yesterday, did Schumer want to stop violent crime, the Senate Majority Leader? Chuck Schumer? No, he's got no legislation to do that. What does he have? Legalized pot legislation. Yeah, that's what we need. Boy. So this happened in 1979. Same thing, minus the race component. Wasn't a huge race component back then. But in 1979, I was, uh, well, I'm not even going to give him my age. You'll be stunned. <laughs> but I was around, all right? I wasn't, um, I wasn't established yet, but I was a local news reporter. I actually interviewed Jimmy Carter in Dallas when he was running in 76. So Jimmy Carter was president, and he knew everything was collapsing, very similar to Joe Biden. Carter was smarter than Biden. He worked harder than Biden, but he had the same detachment from reality. But Carter knew that he was in trouble. And here's what he said. The threat is nearly invisible in ordinary ways. It is a crisis of confidence. It is a crisis that strikes at the very heart and soul and spirit of our national will. We can see this crisis in the growing doubt about the meaning of our own lives, and in the loss of a unity of purpose for our nation. Now that happened 42 years ago today, on July 15, 1979, because Carter had lost control of the whole process. And Carter did have the press on his side. Okay, they did. But it was so bad, you had a lineup for gasoline, inflation was insane, um, it, people were, there was a recession, It was just crazy. Inflation was 13.3%. And Carter was, oh, no, everything's going bad. But he had no solutions, just like Biden has none. And in the election of 1980, Ronald Reagan got the nomination. He beat Carter 489 electoral votes to 49. 489 of 49. It's not going to happen that way ever again because of the media. They'll tell you Biden's doing a good job, even when the whole country's going to hell. But I just, I know there's going to be a backlash. It's coming. All right, quick break. Mail, final thought of the day on a fun summer activity. And we'll be back in a moment. Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. 877-444-GOLD or text GOLD to 65532. All right, let's get to the mail. George, concierge member. If you want to be a concierge member, it's easy. Go to BillOReilly.com and you have direct email access to me. I will answer in, within 24 hours usually. And then you get free books and all kinds of perks. All right, so George says, why still talk about January 6th? As a guest tried to explain to you, Bill, conservatives... Don't bring it up, except to complain about how the Democrats lie about the whole thing, calling it an armed insurrection where people die. So what? Let them lie. It's over. It was bad. Elip. Bill, the reason conservatives won't bail up and quit on election fraud is because we allow voter fraud and the subsequent current president— will be accepted, and then how will we know what the next election is trustworthy? Okay, look, as I said, Republicans did very well in the election last November. And they gained um, a lot of seats in the House. So I want election integrity too, but to keep going, it was a fraud, it was a fraud, doesn't advance the cause. Biden is the main issue for the country and for the Republican Party. Uh, let's go to Dwight. I think one good thing Joe Biden is doing is removing our troops from Afghanistan. It was a deadly and expensive undertaking that ended badly. Okay. Dale Malik, Akron, Ohio. Is one thing President Biden did that was a positive. He put together a strategic plan to roll out the vaccine. Obviously, it was deployed by the government of each state. Yeah, I mean, he didn't muck it up. Didn't muck up the vaccine distribution. I'll give him that. And I have given him that. But didn't muck it up. I don't, I don't know if that's your... You want to run... I, I didn't muck it up. Vote for me. The vaccine. Arlene San Luis Obispo, California. Nice town. I'm really not sure who was most responsible for the distribution of the vaccine. My liberal friends give credit to Biden for production and distribution. Production? That would be Trump. So I say to you, Arlene, and everybody else, if you have friends who are that misinformed, I don't know. I don't know. Jackie Kimberling, New Enterprise, Pennsylvania, Bill, some of us don't want the vaccine until there's more data on it. There are conspiracy theories. Um, I don't believe them all, but I want to see more factual data. All right, Jackie, just know you're putting yourself and other people at risk if you don't get vaccinated. Ed Freeman, Nashville, Tennessee. If the state's voting bills are so innocuous and common sense, why are the Democrats pushing back so hard? Because they want to make it about race. The, the vote doesn't matter to them. They know these bills aren't gonna stop anybody from voting. Who wants a vote? They, but they want a race war. That's what the progressives want: a genuine race war. Richard Pam Dotson, South Bend, Indiana. We live here, and we did not know about Notre Dame and Chick-fil-A. There's a controversy on whether to put Chick-fil-A on campus. Um, the local media doesn't say anything about it. So <laughs> well, what do you expect? Makes Notre Dame look bad. Notre Dame is South Bend. Local media is in the pocket. they I can to tell you the truth. That's why you watch us. Elizabeth Patterson, Dyersburg, Tennessee. With Will portions of the Trump-O'Reilly history tour be on the website after the shows? Yes, I would say a little bit of it. A little bit of it. And I have the only access in the media to it. And we'll shoot every frame of it. And when Donald Trump says something that applies to What we're going through, all of us are going through, I'll use it, but you got to come see these shows. I mean, his history is going to be made on those shows. And then go to BillOReilly.com and we'll put you right over the box offices and they make great Christmas gifts. I know it's July, but you got to think ahead, right? And um, they'll be good. Darren O'Neill, Mokina, Illinois, my parents, Terry and Arlene O'Neill, celebrating their 60th wedding anniversary. Can you give a shout-out? I don't usually do this, Darren, but I will. 60 years? Congrats. Wow. That is some accomplishment in life. Have a good one, you guys. All right. Uh, Word of the day, do not be a sophist. S-O-P-H-I-S-T. It's a good word, sophist. And uh, go to BillOReilly.com store. We got everything there for you and you will like it. Quick break, back with a final thought about how to spend your summer constructively. I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful, a lot of anxiety, and it's gonna get worse. And I realized that one of the things that helps me take away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun. So on this podcast, we take the news of the day, And we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before and we can rise above again. Politics by Faith, anywhere you listen to the podcast. Politics by Faith. Okay, final thought of the day. It's self-serving. I'll admit it. But uh, killing the mob number one again. Ten weeks in the marketplace, publishes weekly. There it is, top of the chart. Unbelievable. Ten weeks. So, uh, in the summer, you should, and I hope you do, have uh, downtime, relaxation time. This is the best thing you can do for yourself. Get a good book, something you know you're going to like. doesn't have to be Killing the Mob or My Killing Books. I'd like it to be, but it doesn't have to. Stick yourself out a nice place, a hammock, beach, pool, whatever, relax. Stay out of the sun, get the little umbrella over you. Nice little beverage, whatever you want. Relax, take in the nice weather, and read something fun where you're going to learn. There is no better use of your time than that. Exercise, yeah. You know, when you want a little break from reading, you go out and jump in the pool or the ocean, whatever you want to do, hike around the mountains. But boy, oh boy, I'll tell you that's my favorite thing to do in the summer. Is get a book. I know I'm gonna learn from but it's fun to read. Okay? That is the final thought of the day. Check in with us over the weekend. I'll have a new column on Sunday. We'll have updates on everything, and we'll see you on Monday.